The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Vaughn, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Hello everyone, I'm Head Pastor Blehan Jr. and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13, San Diego. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZGO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. And from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ, Channel 14 in Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, Channel 20, Grand Junction, Colorado and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you would like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Kalihi for over 90 years and our prayer towel, the first of its kind in Hawaii, used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hansen, in 1959, who continued the gospel work to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and conflicts and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Starting the musical portion of our telecast will be our church choir under the direction of Emilia Hahn to sing a most appropriate number for our Labor Day program entitled Servant Medley. Serving Jesus is a most gratifying experience. 
He knows our works and watches over us daily. He rewards us in the fashion that will best suit our needs, whether it be a spiritual, physical, material, or even an emotional need. He knows best. Trust Him. Our choir will be accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Pahaku Carter on the organ.
Thank you, choir, for that moving selection. Coming up next will be the church band to present one of our favorite songs, an old-time favorite, The Longer I Serve Him. Well done, Ben, for that sweet and moving rendition. And now we call upon our soloist, Sherlyn Abing, to sing It Pays to Serve Jesus. Serving Jesus is a very personal matter between you and our Lord Jesus Christ. No man will ever know our heart and intentions except God. And as your service for Jesus is true and faithful, he will pour forth his heavenly blessings in this life and that to come. Accompanying Sherlyn will be Iris Lach on the piano, Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, and Associate Pastor Aaron Sprout Sr. and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars. Mm -hmm. 
Singing their final song for the day will be our church choir singing Every Step I Take. Yes, saints and friends, with Jesus at your side, he will lead, guide, and strengthen you each and every day to the very end. Try not to take things for granted and always remember to take Jesus with you wherever you may go. Words for this wonderful number will be provided for your singing enjoyment. So come on and sing along with us.
Our orchestra, under the direction of Associate Pastor Evans Prode Sr., will be playing a most befitting number for Labor Day entitled, Labor On. The unique sounds of our next vocal group, Saints of In Harmony, have prepared an uplifting and lively medley entitled, We'll Work Till Jesus Comes and To the Work. Once you decide to serve Jesus, your heart, mind, and soul will be filled with priceless contentment of peace, joy, love. It is only Jesus who can fill the voids in your heart and your life. Remember, Jesus created you and He knows all about you. Nothing is hidden from His eyes. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is able to do it all. It is an honor indeed to dedicate this inspiring song to Mrs. Julia Sato of East End Molokai. Standing with Jesus throughout the years and patiently doing for Him whenever possible, she will never be forgotten by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He will continue to bless you in this life and that to come. Have an awesome Sunday, Sister Julia. God bless you. Shall lay 
Hi, and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television times, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KXD-TV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPST channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ TV Channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming and from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable channel 503 in New York City. 
If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held at, on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kaunakakai Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinlo in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabao, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy. Thank you, Melvin. We are truly blessed with the opportunity to share the glorious gospel of the kingdom of God with you, dear television viewers, through these weekly telecasts. The human instincts often deter mankind from acknowledging the Lord Jesus Christ's sacrifice and accepting his invitation and plan of salvation to gain everlasting life in heaven above. Hence, our daily prayer for you is to heed the commandment of Jesus Christ Come to him in repentance and be baptized by immersion in water in his name and be filled with his Holy Spirit. Therefore, please join me in today's gospel message entitled, Our Labor, Love and Service in Christ Jesus. Today we celebrate Labor Day and we'll review the attributes of the term labor and its application. Throughout history, the term labor relates to productive work, especially physical work done for wages or compensation. God spoke to Adam in the Garden of Eden in Genesis 3, 17 through 19. And unto Adam he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and has eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground. For out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto the dust shalt thou return. Adam's disobedience to God's instructions brought the consequence of sin upon all mankind. 
having to toil the ground all the days of his life. Through hard work and by the sweat of his brow, he would have to provide the necessities of life for his family. This severe consequence restricted Adam and Eve from having access to the tree of life and made physical death inevitable. While in the Garden of Eden, God provided for Adam and Eve, and there was no toiling at all. However, once they were expelled out of the garden and presence of God, the ground became their enemy. The ground no longer spontaneously yielded its fruit because God pronounced everything to grow from Adam's toil. The result of sin caused labor and strenuous exertion by Adam and Eve to make the ground produce the food they needed to survive. Then too, the ground that Adam was taken from would become his final place of rest upon his death. To labor, love, and provide our service in the Lord's gospel work are attributes taught by Jesus Christ to every believer and conscientious Christian. Today, the Christian's lifestyle calls for being obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ. Living a life above sin and being disciplined in life's moral and ethical standards. Romans 12 verses 1 and 2 highlights today's sermon topic. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This scripture characterizes being a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God as a reasonable service. Having a godly conscience enables us to prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Second Thessalonians, the third chapter, verses 9 through 12 instructs, not because we have not power, but to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. Now them that are such we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ, that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. Hence, dear television viewers, we must all examine ourselves to determine what manner of person we are before the Lord Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 23, the first verse highlights Paul's personal testimony. And Paul earnestly beholding the council said, men and brethren, 
I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. Like Paul, we must examine our daily labor, love, and service in the ministry of Jesus Christ to ensure our daily actions bring him praise and glorify God. We must be very careful to not give our persecutors any reason to blaspheme the gospel of the kingdom of God. Paul's frequent visits to the Christian missions displayed his great concern to not be viewed as a spiritual hobo or a presumptuous preacher he worked for his meals and did not freeload off of the Christian believers he visited. In addition, he was highly conscientious about how the gospel would be viewed by the unbelievers of his time. Paul pointed out that there were freeloaders present amongst the congregation and busybodies that were spreading gossip, and dissension. Paul admonished them, saying in plain language, if any would not work, neither should he eat. 1 Timothy 5, 8 adds this classification. But if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he had denied the faith, and is worse than an infidel. In other words, that person is worse than an unbeliever of the faith. We stand as avid believers in Christ Jesus and his gospel work portraying within ourselves the Christian attributes of honesty and integrity. Hence, John the sixth chapter, verses 27 to 29 relates, labor not for the meat that perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him hath God the Father sealed. Then say they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God that he believe on him whom he hath sent. Jesus Christ promises the blessings of everlasting life to the body of Christ, his church, when he returns in clouds of glory. He will rapture his waiting bride, calling them up, saying, Come up hither. Therefore, the most important question everyone should be asking this morning is what must we do to be saved? And the answer to that question is found in the gospel of the kingdom of God. And good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. Salvation is a personal matter, and we must answer the question for ourselves by accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior, Master, and Lord. Faith alone cannot save our soul. Act upon our faith by being baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ 
and being filled with God's Holy Spirit is the mandatory action required of every man, woman, and child born into this world. John 3, verses 1 to 2, highlights the same conversation between Jesus Christ and Nicodemus. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Nicodemus recognized Jesus Christ by the miracles he performed, acknowledging the power of God. He remembered the many prophecies of the coming Messiah and witnessed Jesus Christ as he displayed the power and presence of God. Jesus Christ perceived the thoughts within the heart of Nicodemus and enlightened him to accept the salvation of his soul. Today, every man, woman, and child has the very same opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, Master, and Lord. Although Nicodemus was a learned Pharisee, educated, and respected scholar of his time, he still felt empty within and knew that he had come face to face with God himself in the person of Jesus Christ. John 3, 5 provides Jesus Christ direct commandment to all mankind that reads, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. No one is exempt from this born-again message and commandment. This second birth is our spiritual birth that must be accomplished to remove our sins so that we can gain eternal life in heaven above. Mark 16, 16 provides this born-again confirmation. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Jesus Christ is saying, we must believe and be baptized to be saved. When we first come to Jesus Christ, we must make our humble confession of sin called repentance, which is defined as godly sorrow for our sins. Romans first, chapter 3, verses 9 to 12 further states, What then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise. For we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understands it. There is none that seek it after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Romans 5, 17 and 19 explains, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Jesus Christ is God's only Savior of all mankind, and He is the only one whose blood can remove our sins and liberate our souls from the bondage of sin 
and the final destiny of eternal damnation in hell beneath. Acts 2, 36, 37 offers this preamble of salvation. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Acts 2.38 is salvation plan of Jesus Christ, preached by Peter. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Repentance and being baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ and being filled with God's Holy Spirit are the most essential steps required to fulfill God's plan of salvation in our daily lives to become members in the family of Jesus Christ, reaping eternal life in heaven and above. Peter then preaches confirmation in the name of Jesus Christ in Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. 1 John 5.3 relates to our love to Jesus Christ. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. For his commandments are not grievous. Jesus Christ set the pattern of good works for us to follow when he was baptized in the River Jordan by his cousin John the Baptist. When Jesus Christ came to earth, he came in the form of sinful man to bear our sins and trespasses. Hence, he provided the born-again example for every man, woman, and child to follow. On the cross of Calvary, Jesus Christ could have called 10,000 angels to deliver him, but he did not and shed his blood for your sins and my sins. Jesus Christ feels every pain we feel and every test that we go through in this life. However, he died to prove to all mankind that he has power over death, hell, and the grave. And on Easter morning, he arose victoriously from the grave as only the Son of God could do. Peter instructs us all in 1 Peter 4, 1-2. For as much then as Christ had suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind, for he that had suffered in the flesh had ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lusts of men, but to the will of God. We labor, love, and do service unto Jesus Christ, being led and guided by God's Holy Spirit who dwells within our hearts. Jesus Christ will fill us with his Holy Spirit when we come and tarry for the gift and speak in tongues as the only Bible evidence indicating we have received the infilling of God's Holy Spirit. God's Holy Spirit is our seal of redemption. As stated in John 7, Verses 37 and 38, in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture had said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. On the day of Pentecost, 
God's Holy Spirit filled the 120 believers in the upper chamber in Jerusalem during the Feast of Pentecost, described in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. First Peter chapter 4, verse 11 offers this exhortation of love. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Today, here in the Apostolic Faith Churches in Hawaii and in the Philippines, the manifestation of God's Holy Spirit is present at each gospel and daily prayer service. Jesus Christ himself comes down and speaks through the mouth of his chosen vessel through the spiritual gift of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. We live today in this dispensation of grace, which is quickly coming to a close, ushering in the soon coming return of Jesus Christ to rapture his waiting bride from the wrath to come, an hour of temptation. 1 Corinthians 9, verses 9 through 11 highlights our labor in Christ Jesus. What is written in the law of Moses, thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of the ox, that treadeth out the corn. Doth God take care for oxen? Or saith he it altogether for our sakes? For our sakes, no doubt, this is written that he that ploweth should plow in hope, and that he that thresheth in hope should be partaker of his hope. If we have sown unto you spiritual things, is it a great thing if we shall reap your carnal things? Like Paul, every Christian believer today should perform their labor, love, and service to the Lord Jesus Christ during their tenure here upon this earth. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 14 and 16 relates, Even so hath the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel shall live of the gospel. Although I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. Matthew 9, 37 to 38 reminds us, Then said he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Everyone must put their shoulders to the gospel wheel and lend their assistance in moving this gospel work forward in Christ Jesus. John 4, 35-36 also states, Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages, and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. 
our labor in Christ Jesus is the fulfillment of the salvation of souls, which is the highest priority for every man, woman, and child in this life. Our labor of love will definitely reap the eternal benefits of the gospel of the kingdom of God, which motivates us to continue on and be sustained in our spiritual strength to labor on until Jesus Christ returns. Matthew 10, 5 through 10 denotes our labor in Christ Jesus. These 12 Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out the devils, freely ye have received, freely give. Provide neither gold, nor silver, nor brass in your purses, nor script for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor yet stays, for the workman is worthy of his meat. Today it is a privilege and honor to labor for Christ, Jesus in his gospel work. Hence, we will be able to declare that which is written in 2 Timothy 4, verses 7 and 8. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Isaiah 55, 2 affords this, this final acclamation. Wherefore do we spend money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Our daily labor, love, and service in the gospel of the kingdom of God will be readily rewarded by Jesus Christ. When he returns to call us up saying, come up hither, come up hither, come up hither. Hence, let us labor on until his soon coming return in clouds of glory, your dearly beloved. Now, if we would like to find out more about God's word and the church and view these telecasts, presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor William M. Hahn, Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. We close our Labor Day program with a lively and upbeat selection by our church band entitled, In the Service of the King.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.